Thank you. No, you get a hug. You get a hug. Thank you. Well, I am definitely excited to be talking about this topic. Um, when, when, we were, when we were sitting down with the chamber and they said, Tomas, what do you want to talk about? And I said, well, what do you need? And they were like, we really need something about customers, about retaining customers. I said, how about increasing your business you know, by retaining your customers? And she's like, can you do that? I said, got it. Let's make it happen. Now, I got to tell you a little bit about my story and how I got to this point, because the chamber has been a dear part of my journey as a business owner. So Luxury Home Magazine, when I, when I printed the first magazine, I came to Bernie and I needed to have places to put the magazine. So I ended up at the Bernie Chamber, which if y'all remember when it was in the house off of Main Street, right? So I literally walk into the house and I'm like, got my magazines and, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm not a member, but I'm looking for a place to put my magazines. And they were like, oh, that's awesome. You need to talk to Jesse. Anybody remember Jesse Martinez? My, AKA my Bernie dad, right? He's my, that's my Bernie dad right there. So Jesse takes me by the hand, walks me over to the new, uh, the new office and he begins telling me all about the chamber. And I was sold, wrote a check. I'm like, I'm fired up, let's go. And I've been a member ever since. That was back in 2011. And I remember we went on how many ribbon cuttings? Oh, we went on all kinds of ribbon cuttings. So for all of you here, if you're not a member, join today because it's worth it. It's been a big part of my business. Now, as far as you know, who I am, you know, uh, my wife and I started the magazine. And we had really no idea how big it would get, but we just knew we wanted to do something. We knew we wanted to do something related to real estate. We're both realtors and I was a teacher. So we started the magazine and then we got the crazy idea in 2015 to buy a school, right? That's okay. What really? Yeah. So we bought a Spanish pre-K and so we're entrepreneurs. We understand if those of you in here are entrepreneurs or those are in here, if you're still an employee, all of this what we're going to talk about today connects. Everything we're going to talk about connects. Because if you're in business and you work for someone, more than likely you have customers. Everybody here, do you have customers? Can we all raise your hand? Do you have customers? Okay, good. How many of you would like to keep all of those customers? Most of them. Okay, both. <laughs> right? There's always one or two that you're like, can y'all just not come back? Right? Okay. Well, so here's the deal. If you want more customers, if you want to retain your customers, I think you have to understand why it's so important. And so what I want to help you understand is the numbers. Statistically, it's really interesting, the numbers. But I want to start with this quote. This quote says, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. An unhappy customer, raise your hand if you've had an unhappy customer. Everybody has had an, okay, good. Everybody raise your hand, right? Now, why are they your best learning? Because what they're gonna do is help point out where you have weaknesses, areas where maybe you've missed something in training, right? Now, can we all agree that there are unhappy customers that are just gonna be unhappy because they're unhappy people? Right. Can we, can we, do we have to differentiate and figure that out? Yes, we do. But what, I, but I think with this, what I want you to understand is, is that 
If you have an unhappy customer and you're able to get them to understand and say, you know what, have empathy and get them to see that you want to work through it, what typically happens? They become your cheerleaders. They love you. They promote you, right? And so this is really important because you need to know the numbers. Here are the statistics, right? A 5% a increase in customer retention can lead to an increase in profits between 25 and 95%. Okay, a 5% increase in customer retention. It doesn't matter what business you're in, if you can maintain and keep increasing and maintaining those clients and you're still selling, what happens? Profits start to go up, right? Now, existing customers are 50% more likely to try new products and spend 31% more. This just makes sense. If you have someone that is already, they like you, right? They buy from you. More than likely, that customer, they're 50 times more likely to say, oh, you got another version of the Tutti Pie? Can I have it, right? They're gonna want whatever that other product that you have. So this is really important knowing these, these numbers. And then the probability of selling to an existing customer is 60 to 70%. Think about that. You have an existing customer. Now think of some of you in the banking. I know there are a lot of people in banking in here, right? And typically what's the role of a banking customer? You get them in maybe with a business account and then little by little you're like, oh, you, you need a mortgage? Oh, come on over here. We got a mortgage for you, right? You've got a 60 to 70% chance of bringing them in while a new customer is just five to 20. So your current clients not only maintain and help increase profits, but they can also later on buy more, which is what we want. We want them to buy more, right? Acquiring a new customer, this shocked me. Acquiring a new customer is anywhere from five to 25 times more expensive than retaining the ones you have. Think about that for a second. Some of you do, if you do pay-per-click, if you have a business where you're doing heavy marketing, you know what you're spending on that marketing, right? It's not cheap, right? And, but the idea is, is that if you're only trying to get new customers and you're not focusing how to retain, you're missing a massive portion of your business that you can be increasing the bottom line by maintaining and retaining those clients within your ranks. And so today, I, I wanna work from this framework of retain, all right? I wanna work from this framework. And what I wanna share with you is this, is that Luxury Home Magazine, this will, we're going into our eighth year. We just celebrated seven years, all right? Now, as you know, most of you, if you know the magazine business, you think that's easy or hard? <laughs> it's, it's tough, all right? It's tough out there for magazine publishers. But I wanna tell you, I'm coming to you from a position of, I don't have this all figured out, right? I don't think anybody has this all mapped out, dialed in, but I wanna come to you and show, talk to you about what has worked for me. Is that fair enough? Now, 95%, you may go, well, that makes sense. That, it may just be a reminder, but sometimes the reminder can be a massive uptick on your bottom line. 
Just that simple reminder. So we're going to work from this framework. And the first idea is this. You want to remain, uh, uh, retain customers. You need to remember to communicate. Communication can kill client relationships. Instantly. You have to remember to communicate. Now, what type of communication am I talking about? It could be phone call. It could be email. It could be text message. I, I hate text messaging, but you know what? Hey, that's where we're at, right? But whatever the case may be, when do we typically call clients? When there's a problem. Hey, Bill, uh, yeah, you're negative in your account, right? We got a problem, right? Like we, we typically call them when there's something wrong. Trust me, the quickest way to lose a client is to only call them when something is wrong or only touch them when something is wrong. You have to figure out a method of communicating with every single client. So here's what we do at Luxury Home Magazine. Every issue that comes out, we distribute the magazine. And then that following week, we put all of the phone numbers and we call every single client. Call them, every, everyone. Hey, just wanna make sure you got the new magazine, it's Tomas, your favorite publisher. We call every single client, we go down, and then we have this system to where automatically, if they don't answer, we can leave a message, and they'll get an email automatically saying, you know, hey, thank you for being in the magazine, really appreciate you, here's a couple of new things that are coming up. But that communication happens every single issue. So we eliminate this idea of, well, we only call when things are bad. So you have to remember to communicate. Number two, you need to examine what you're currently doing to maintain clients. What are, what are your policies that are in place right now that you are actually doing to maintain the relationships with your client? Anybody have like, you, like hey, this is what we do. Anybody wanna share? What, do you even have a plan in place, right? Does anybody have anything? Yes, please. Ah. Y'all hear that? Monthly newsletter. Love it. Howie. Ah, uh, isn't that interesting? So you were co really communicating, hey, this is exactly what we did in the billing. That's good. And that helps big time. Yes. We personally handwrite a note. Oh, yes. So you'll get a phone call, you'll get an email, hey, thanks for your order, it was great. And then not only do you get a personalized um, handwritten note from myself, you also get one from the owner of the company. Like he personally, I don't want to say I tell them what to say, but right. like, I'm like, this is this client, this is how many years they've been with us. Da, da, da. Yeah. And he writes a note and he mails it off. And then sometimes, depending on your tier level of what you've purchased from us, you'll get a pie. Yeah. I've been known to drive, just to go somewhere and be like, okay, I'm going to stop here. And people are shocked to be like, wow, you're really, you're her? Or yeah. you actually get the little, and it may not be 
something really important, but like we go to Dallas for a client, so I may stop at two other clients so they can at least see who I am. I love that. A, a different relationship with that yeah. person. So the personal note, think, just think about this for a second. You remember the last time you got a personal note that was handwritten from someone, right? For some of us, it's been a while, right? Like we're like, it's been a while since I got a handwritten note, right? Charities are usually really good at this. Charities are really good at this, and I would please continue that, right? But for businesses, we're usually not very good at this. So you need to examine what you're currently doing, all right? Next thing you need to do, trust must be one of your top priorities. So a luxury home magazine, when you're printing a magazine, they want to trust that you're doing what you say you're doing. They want to know and feel good about it. So you have to build that trust with your clients. And that trust comes from communication. It comes from you making sure that you're maintaining that relationship and not just calling when there's a problem. So make sure trust is a priority. And then you need to adapt to the latest technology. Now, what I mean by that is, is like what you said earlier, Howie, is like this idea of really using the invoice to over-communicate. That's using your current technology or new technology. That's awesome, right? Um, I use a, a, a technology called Phone Burner. Anybody here have to make a lot of phone calls? Like a lot of calls. Okay, all right. If you need to, write this down. If you need to make a lot of phone calls, write down Phone Burner. It's the greatest thing ever. Because in phone burner, it allows me to call, I could call 100 people in, I don't know, an hour, and it have an automated voicemail with a click of a button, and when I click that button, it automatically emails them. You have to adapt to the latest technology and learn how to best serve your clients. And again, you may say, I don't know how to do a monthly email. Find somebody 23, 24, they'll figure it out. <laughs> right? I don't know how to do Instagram. Well, that class later this afternoon is going to be a great idea to kind of start thinking about that. But here's the one thing I will tell you. If you don't know how to do something in this day and age, trust me, YouTube can show you how to do anything. Anything. It's crazy. My cousin came. He, we were all at the house watching football, and he told me, I learned how to sheetrock. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I go, you know how to, what do you mean you know how to sheetrock? He said, no, no, you don't understand. I went on YouTube, and it taught me exactly what to do. So if you don't know anything, trust me, go Google it. It will tell you step by step how to do it. So adapt to the latest technology. The next one here is an intentionally trained. Now that word is very important. Intentionally train your team to be customer focused. Now what restaurant has this down to a science? Chick-fil-A. Chick Do you think Chick-fil-A is intentional? Listen, do you know the amount, of, does anybody know someone that owns a Chick-fil-A? All right, you know what they went through. And they have to know the back of the house to the front of the house. They have to know every aspect of it. Because listen, here's the thing. If you're not intentional with customer focus, then you're random. And what happens when you're random with customer focus? It's hit or miss. Inconsistent. You have people leave and you're like, wow, like 
how did this happen? Well, homie, you weren't intentional. You, were, you really didn't dial in to have a plan for how you want to maintain these clients. So you've got to be intentional. And then this right here, I think it's really important. Um, I, I want to make sure that you have this because I do a positivity uh, deal every week. Every Monday I do what's called Mindset Monday. And it's a video and it's really about positivity, right? And so if you want to intentionally train your team, sometimes you got to get other people in their ear, right? Because after a while of them listening to you, they're like, eh, it just kind of tunes out, right? But if you get somebody else that's intentionally in their ear, this really, really helps. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will see a lot of positive uh, 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 mindset things and ideas for your business. All right, and then lastly, I really love this one because this, I think, has been the, the bread and butter of what has made Luxury Home Magazine um, the success that it is. It is never let a fire go untouched. Now, what do you think I mean by that? A fire. Controversy. Conflict. Conflict. So let's just take that word right there. In our businesses, will there be conflict? Yes. If you own a business, you're signing up for conflict. <laughs> All right? If you, not even if you own a business, if you're an employee, will you have conflict? Yes, because you're going to have other people that you work. When human beings work together, you can just guarantee that there's going to be some conflict. What about in your office? <coughs> will there be conflict in the office? All day, every day. Now, now, I'm not saying that it's going to be like, you know, uh, 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 depending on where you're working. I'm not saying that it has to be that way. I'm just saying we're humans. We're going to offend each other. There's going to be a fire that starts. And so I was working out. I do boxing. And, and as I was working out, the word fire came to my mind. And I literally wrote down how I attack a fire in my business. And I, I literally jumped up from working out. I was actually stretching. I ran over to my phone and I wrote this out. All right. So if you want to deal with fires, number one, you have to figure out the issue. Okay. You got to figure out the issue. Someone calls, hey, Brandy, my tootie pies, they came late, right? I'm upset. What are we going to do about this? So now she has to go, John, I really appreciate the call. I'm on it. Give me till lunchtime. Let me get on this. Let me figure out what happened. All right. Now, usually what do people try to do in that first initial conf in that phone call? They try to fix it. Boom, right there. Right. The issue is you don't really know what the actual issue is. He may not actually have all the information. So you need to go and figure out the issue. Now, I just had this happen, and Gabe, uh, uh, part of my team, we had someone that, that she was upset in Austin, or Austin Magazine, because the design on one side was the same on the other side. Two different advertisers, but the design was the same, so they looked almost like they were a team, but they were not, they're not a team. And she called the office right away, right? Now, what did I do? I went, got the magazine, I figured out the issue, and I'm like, we blew it. Right. Next thing, I'm going to initiate my response. 
Now, in my mind, what I like to do is I like to role play what's, what's going to happen. I'm going to call. I'm going to think about what I'm going to say. Now, should I take five days to initiate a response once I know the issue? How long do you think I should wait or you should wait? Immediately. You never let a fire go untouched. You got to immediately respond. So once you figured out the issue, once you in your mind figure out how you're going to respond, you reach for the stinking phone. Don't email. Let me say it again. Don't email. Bad way to communicate when there's a conflict. I get it all the time. I got an email not too long ago uh, that was, wasn't, it wasn't even to me. They put the wrong Tomas. <laughs> and they did this whole explanation of why they messed up and it was supposed to go to somebody else. And I read this email and I thought, if I was that Tomas, I'd be upset if I got this email. Because email is a really bad way to communicate. Because people will start to infer, oh, well, what are they trying to say? Uh, like, oh, are, they, are they saying that I'm an idiot? Right? So you reach for the phone because I want you guys, you've all had this experience. When you call the person that's upset and you're on the phone with them, typically what happens to their level of, uh, of upsetness? Right? It de-escalates for a lot of people. It will start to de-escalate. Why? They're, yeah, we, if you're behind technology, if you're texting and you're emailing, you can be as angry as you want. But when I got you on the phone, it's like, Bill, what's up? I just got your email. How are you? Uh, Tomas, I'm really upset. Bill, you know what? I figured out the issue. It starts to de-escalate. Instead of what typically happens, you have an issue right? You're like, well, let me figure out what's happening. Or you try to fix it on the phone. You're like, well, let me just, well, you know what, Bill? Hey, you know what? Uh, I, yeah, you know what? I'm, I think that you, you turn something in later uh, and you start free uh, uh, shooting from the hip trying to solve the problem. Worst idea when you're talking to a client. You won't maintain that client if you're shooting from the hip, especially if you say something that you contradict yourself. So find the issue, initiate your response, reach for the phone, and remember, empathy is the key. They're upset. Does it mean that you, does empathy mean I have to agree with you? We all, right, we're all on there, right? Empathy doesn't mean I have to, have to 100% agree with what you're saying. Empathy means I'm listening, I'm hearing, and now I'm going to respond with, hey, this is what happened. And, and I, I always, I love my wife for this. My wife is amazing. Um, if you ever want to see my wife and I speak, we did, a, we did a talk for Dayton Schrader, and we actually got the chance to share the stage together. And I mean, she's just better than me. That's just all there is to it. I, she, I'll kick my coverage. But for my wife, her big thing is, you don't have to admit you're wrong. You just have to show them and understand that, yes, I'm empathetic, I'm listening, and we're going to fix it. Because if you automatically just go, it's like, now, are there times where you got to admit we blew it? Absolutely, right? Like you have to just say, we dropped the ball. We totally dropped the ball on that. And then there are times where you just say, it's a misunderstanding, and you've got to have empathy, and then you've got to say, listen, we're going to make it right. So the client that I had, I said, you know what? We blew it. This is, this is, we actually did blow it. And I said, 
we're going to get it right. I promise you we're going to get it right. And you know what she said? She said, Tomas, I really appreciate that. Hey, how's everything else going? And we just started. It literally... From the phone call when she called earlier that day till about 45 minutes later, after I'd figured out, it literally went to, hey, what, what else is going on in your life? How, how's the market in Austin, right? And so make sure you never let a fire go untouched. Fight, get after it quickly. Make it a priority. Initiate your response. Reach for the phone. And always remember that empathy is the key. So last but not least, this is the last quote, we'll wrap up because we want to get back on time, is this idea. There is a big difference between a satisfied customer and a loyal customer. And here's the difference. You can satisfy a customer, but that's just by giving them what they ask for. That's just being average. They're satisfied. They bought a tutti pie. They got a tutti pie, right? Like they're, they, you know what? We're good. Thank you. Okay, good. That's average. But if you want a loyal customer, then you have to be above average. You've got to write the note. You've got to communicate, right? You've got to make sure that you're up on the latest technology so that you can stay with them. You've got to make sure that you're intentional. You're really intentional about what you want to do, right? And you have to make sure that you never let a fire go untouched. Thank you very much. Q&A. Do we have time for Q&A or no? Yeah? How much time we got? You sure? Okay. Q&A, please. Oh, yeah, me too. Y'all know the story behind these? Do y'all know the story? So uh, this is clouds and dirt. This is one of the first, that's the only entrepreneur I know, Gary V. okay? He has clouds and dirt, and this is a shoe. Now he's done other shoes, but this is one of his shoes. He has his own shoe. He's an entrepreneur. He's on, if you follow him on social media, um, he does cuss a lot, so just keep that in mind. He's a little, you know, on the crazy side with that. But his thing is, you know, the clouds are, you know, it's the idea of that that's your vision. That's what you want. But the dirt is you got to put in the work. And that's the idea that he did when he made these shoes is that you have the clouds and dirt. So I love these shoes. These are my favorite shoes. I love wearing them with a suit. Yes, sir. Um, San Antonio, 75, 70 in that ballpark, Austin, 40, somewhere in that ballpark. And it fluctuates, right? With a magazine, you know, some people are more seasonal, so there may be times we have more. But typically, we're right in that range. Yeah. And, and is it mostly realtors that are putting... That ads in the magazine? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I'd say we're probably... Maybe 85% it's real estate, people wanting to sell a luxury home, a luxury listing, a luxury condo, development, ranches. We have a whole ranch section, little plug there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of real estate. But the thing is, is that it, 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 you know, we distribute it to 17,000 homes. We direct mail six times a year. We print 24,000 total and then we direct mail it to 17,000 homes. So it's sitting in the mailbox on the coffee table. I think that's what makes it, you know, kind of what's really built the momentum for what we do. Where do you print? Where do I print it? Yeah. Uh, out of Dallas. Printer in Dallas. 
Any other questions? No? So last thing I need, surveys. If you could fill out the survey, really appreciate you guys coming to my workshop, my little breakout session, and I look forward to seeing you again next year. Yeah.